Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and I'm joined today not by Ashling and Keelan. <gasps> I'm joined by Chris Summers from yes. Elastic Sleep. He's right here. Uh, welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks for filling in. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, had a oh. great time in the green room. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the, the plush studio? Um, you know, I've really decked it out for you today. Really nice, really nice. It's kind of, uh, the view at the window is quite autumnal, so um, it's very, very fitting. Very well, fitting. it is October the 1st. It is. Oh, it? yeah, it is. Wow. I uh, gotta pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. See ya. Yeah, pretty much. And gotta buy Christmas presents. Uh, sure, that's just around the corner now. Let's stop talking about expenditure, please. <laughs> uh, so today on the show, we're going to talk about Girl Band a little bit later. They've just released their fantastic debut album and they're doing a couple of Irish shows uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I think. Yeah, I think so. Tonight it's uh, Galway and then tomorrow it's Limerick. Limerick and yeah. Cork. Cork on Saturday. I'm a sure. return, a triumphant return to the PAV. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but first, we're going to talk about Hardworking Class Heroes, which is also on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. It's like they're competing against each other. Who will win? <laughs> uh, Hardworking Class Heroes now in its 11th year, I do believe. Over 100 bands playing this year and Elastic Sleep are one of them. Yes, we will be playing tomorrow night, the 2nd of October, Friday uh, at... 2211 in the mercantile if this makes it to press before friday tomorrow it'll definitely make it to press before Great. friday unless like i don't know if you get really angry later and just throw everything out the window it depends on how and you know it depends on how incensed i get about what we're talking about i might end up just <laughs> wrecking the gaff you're not going to get too incensed about hardworking class heroes are you uh unlikely <laughs> um do you want to talk about uh elastic sleep first of all before we move on like what have you guys uh been up to for the past couple of months i haven't seen you guys live in at least five months i guess six months um yeah just kind of been laboring over our second ep um for a couple of different reasons it's just for yeah for multitude of reasons it's kind of taken uh, time to kind of get it together and we've been happy to take our time with it because there's some stuff in it that i think people uh, style wise is kind of a bit of a departure from what we would have done last time around and um yeah just uh, uh an infinite amount of uh, tweaks and self-critiquing has kind of, uh, you know, stopped us from getting it out uh, as hard and as fast as we might have uh, wanted to. But uh, was it was it an intentional kind of change of sound? Was it just, um, or, or was it kind of uh, this is kind of what we're getting into now? Let's sort of, I suppose. Was it intentional? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It it, it just yeah, it just kind of happened naturally, I suppose. Um, it's kind of strange because the songs that are on the EP are now quite old to us and we're working on an even bigger batch of newer, more fresh songs. Um, so, uh, yeah, I suppose back then would have been intentional. Yeah, let's just say it was uh, a choice. Yeah, we definitely chose Yeah, to change the sound. And I know that you guys are playing a good few shows over the summer, um, like a good few festival shows or it seemed like you were anyway yeah um, we uh the, the, there was a lot of sleeping in fields um and also festivals um i presume the two were related it wasn't it wasn't uh, like oh, there, i forgot to pay my rent again time to sleep in there, a field there, there was some crossover um yeah what do we do um let me think what was the first one done the, the most re let me see we did well i'll, go, I'll work backwards i did independence which was a load of fun 
and there was um, a psych festival in Dublin, the Reverberation Psych Fest, which unfortunately we didn't get to hang around for, but the bill was amazing. Uh, Twin Cranes and Tau and uh, a couple of others. And what else? I'm just trying to think. Knocking Stocking? Yes, that was loads of fun, really. That's a festival that I keep meaning to get to. Yeah, we were there last year, and it's um, it's just really kind of grown, even in the uh, even since 12 months ago. I mean, Rory... Uh, went to Knock and Stockin when it was the Bally Knock and Fest or something like that in 2008 and um, he said like the change over the years has been uh, pretty pretty immense it's just really kind of like nice chill out vibe very laissez-faire um, not overcrowded um, good vibes yeah good vibes uh, the exact phrase I didn't want to use but the one that <laughs> seems most fitting but uh, yeah and so I am going to put words in your mouth that you don't want to say you wouldn't be uh, as good a sub editor as you are if you didn't <laughs> thank you um so yeah i caught some amazing uh bands at knock and Stang this year bats no spill blood leo dresden um yeah whopper fest and looking forward to hard working class heroes this weekend yeah um yeah there's a couple of well there's a couple of acts i'm gonna miss because they're on today unfortunately like patty freeman or patrick freeman as he goes professionally <laughs> um like Andy Cole and Andrew Cole, the footballer. Uh, oof, you're talking to the wrong guy here. Uh, Manchester United legend. I oh. thought Andy Cole might as well be a team as far as I'm... Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Andy Coles. The Andy Coles. That's my next band, actually. Cool. The Andy Coles. Did you have one before? Um, Let's talk about that. Did I have one before? No, I played with my. I played really bad Red Hot Chili Peppers covers with my friends when I was 15. Wow, join the queue. <laughs> Everybody has. It's a rite of passage, which you have to. Yeah, there should definitely be through. some Irish Reddit-style forum where <laughs> musicians get together and talk about all the the shit covers that they played when they were teenagers. Do you think teenagers just getting into music now are still playing the same bands that we would have been like ten years ago? It's funny that you should mention that because I went to Stefan Nefa in two thousand and eleven or twelve, um. But yeah, uh, there were like. Uh, people coming in who are 18 that were still playing the same ch- yeah exactly what you just described the same chili pepper <laughs> songs and the same in like the same foo fighter songs and it's just like oh my god how does something so shit permeate like more than one generation actually how long is wh- what's the gap of a generation what's the, the span is it like 10 years 15 years either way i was astounded that, that the people were still like charged by these what i would now consider fairly bland bands yeah, I guess I guess it's just uh, what you hear. I don't know. I mean, like Red Hot Chili Peppers is still on like MTV Two. If MTV Two is still a thing, but, I was uh, I had I had a really strange thought the other day. I was watching MTV Two. Um, I don't know why. I don't know where it was that that it was even on. But it's like, is was that it a dream? And you were returning to your fifteen-year-old self? No, I I didn't have MTV when I was fifteen. Um, but like, is MTV Two the black MTV? It just all the programming seemed to be based around like uh, rap and stuff like this. I know it was just like it was just really surreal. You mean like the music choices changed on MTV too? Now I didn't see any music on it because oh. it was MTV. Oh, really? um, but yeah, it was just like the programming or something. It was just like I don't know. It was just something very. It, it just kind of jumped out at me or something. I don't know why. <laughs> Best take this out. <laughs> um, yeah, we better get back to our hardworking class heroes. Um, have you you've you guys played it last year? Last yes, we did. Yeah. Have, you, have you played it before? We did. We played it the year before. In we were in the Mercantile last year, and the Workmen's Club the year before that. 
um, the Workman's Club gig was memorable because uh, I remember it just got so loud at one point on stage. I could, it was like somebody was using a plunger on the high frequencies in my hearing. I literally, it started to, to go down and I thought my hearing was getting properly damaged at one point. Um, so that was the most memorable thing from our work in last year is 2013. So to use another football <laughs> phrase, I guess it's this is your hat trick of Hardworking Glass Heroes. This is our trifecta. It's gonna, yeah. This is going to be uh, a hat trick is three. I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So man, I'm gonna have you walking out of here like a Manchester United jersey. I'm going straight down to the Porterhouse to watch some soccer's after this. <laughs> um, what do you think of like? I know you're playing it, so you're not gonna like be bitching and moaning about it. Well, throughout. Um, like it, I, I think that. First of all, I think it's great that it's been going for 11 years now and that there seems to be quite a demand for it. And like this, I can't remember how many new bands that they have playing as in haven't played the festival before, but mm. it's quite it's quite a significant number. And I think it's pretty impressive, at least in theory, that there is su- that there is such a turnover. When I say it like that, it actually sounds really bad. Uh, well, not quite. No, but th- th- I was just look- looking at the lineup um, earlier and I was kind of scratching my head a lot. I'm going, wow, I've never heard of these yeah. uh, bands. And there's a tendency to kind of assume that you're, you know, or, you know I've, that you're in the loop or in the know. But I was kind of looking at the list earlier and going, oh, wow, this, this gets, it, yeah, it's real, like, like you said, high turnover bands, like a lot of new acts. Um, so it's, I guess it's exciting, you know, it's exciting um that you know that it's not just the same bands playing the last three years in a row whoops uh, <laughs> um but yeah there's definitely a, a demand for it and it's kind of when when i first went there like it kind of was a real eye-opener especially like the speed sessions and the conventions was like oh wow so the music industry does kind of exist in ireland in a like very in a tangible way for bands to kind of see and explore and, and learn through uh, because i hadn't really experienced anything like that playing music in ireland before um so yeah it it can be like it can be a real eye-opener it can definitely benefit you if you're willing to go out and try and make your own opportunity when you're up there you know that would have been 2012 or so that you did the speed sessions and stuff 13 2013 like i i presume that it'll kind of be more of an eye-opener for for some of the newer bands on it as well just because things have picked up you know we've turned the corner economically yeah That's my sub-editor skills coming yeah. economically you got it um yeah i suppose i know that it seems like there might be more money there or more pr or more uh yeah there's there's a lot more hype around it um i don't mean hype in the kind of internet said the kind of vacuous you know um praise sense but rather people are kind of talking about it more and engaging with more like you know even people who wouldn't you know it i think before it would very much have been seen as maybe not being closed off but you know it's it's kind of like a, fe- a festival for musicians um and a festival for like hardcore indie music lovers whereas now it seems to kind of be appealing more to you know general gig goers um people who wouldn't necessarily be um majorly plugged into kind of irish independent music so it's kind of nice to see that it's grown in in that respect I think it must be a little bit daunting for people as well who wouldn't really follow I- Irish music that much, you know, follow Irish yeah. music that much. I mean, you look at the lineup and, you know, I, I try to stay on top of things. You try and stay on top of things. And still, like, there are so many bands that we don't know and so many names that, you know, you just kind of hear, like, 
you know the likes of Nile or Nine or or someone dropping and it's just kind of like oh yeah I think I've heard I've, have I heard that band oh no I just heard someone talking about, about that, that band yeah. and it's kind of weird to uh like um go and follow up on it I guess yeah getting people to follow up on it is the hard <laughs> thing and I, I I would put myself in that category as well I think I'd like to like I'd love to carry a little list in my pocket of like bands that I've I've heard being mentioned a number of times and just try and figure out or make up in my head what genre they must be just based on the tone of people's voice because yeah there's a lot of like talking about bands but it's it's it, it's still kind of like getting people to listen or just you know getting yourself informed can be a, a bit of you know it could be the, like the last thing that you do uh you just mentioned kind of the the genre of it there like uh we mentioned I, I mentioned to you just before we started that i was when i was listening to bands just trying to pick out some picks for uh the shows that um you know there's so many so much folk music there and uh kind of hosier type stuff um hosier-esque that's pat i mean it's <laughs> well i i wrote down hosierification hosierification oh god no it doesn't uh, work it does work and that's what frightens me yeah, like uh, one of my friends who was at Independence, um, uh, he did mention that there was a lot of singer-songwriters there. And, you know, he mentioned, you know, it's the hosier effect. We're seeing it now. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. It's Yeah, I guess that it's going to be the case when, when there's uh, that kind of meteoric rise uh, within any kind of one genre, or one band or solo artist that kind of spearheads... Uh, uh, you know, a kind of new wave of like, success or just, you know, what whatever you want to call it. I mean, you know, if you wanted to look at stuff like that happening before, you know, look at like, I don't know, the, for some reason, the only thing that comes to mind is like Manchester and all that kind of weird well, baggy um, beat stuff in the UK. Like, you know, I mean, look at the Britpop thing and then, I don't know, what other kind of... Well, well Ireland, Ireland had this before at the start, at the turn of the century, didn't they? prior to my being into music um Hmm. i'm not saying that i personally am responsible for ireland's taste completely changing from singer songwriters to (laughs) singer songwriters now but uh you know like damien rice and glenn hansard and stuff like that that was and you know there were hundreds and hundreds of singer songwriters by the sounds of it up in dublin up in whelan's (laughs) in 2000 and it sounds like this is kind of a return to that we're gonna get dreary acoustic wielding singer songwriters with long hair and uh a smattering of facial hair i feel like, i feel like i feel like we've swapped personalities i feel like i need to soften the blow of what you just said um but maybe you're right uh yeah. there, there was one act and i can't think of who it was that i pressed play on who's playing hardworking class heroes and straight away i was like oh my god this is awful <laughs> you know it was just like it just had that start you know i think it was just like the chord of the acoustic guitar and i was like no yeah done with that it's it's like you're listening to somebody reading a a template or something like that um yeah yeah i know what you mean um i don't know it's i i guess you know maybe it's the powers that be pushing this kind of style of music or this particular genre or whatever you want to call it but the likelihood is that you know you see you know you've got someone who like hosier or whoever who um has this big rise and you know all of a sudden there are a lot of people interested in music in a way that they weren't before um you know and you know young people kind of want to you know that he's he's i guess he's kind of like he inspires those people or there's a kind of an influx of people who are interested in creating that type of music because 
I don't know for because they like it because they feel oh well well you know I'm Irish too and or or what have you is it not just because they've seen how big Hosier is and they think oh if I copy his sound I can be as big that's, that- that's basically what I tried to say but I, I don't think I, I, I tried to do it in such a roundabout way that I didn't say anything at all but <laughs> yeah basically um, you know say for instance you know you got you know earlier we were talking about are young people still playing the same music and you know like the Chili Peppers or whatever like I mean you know yeah. play Hosier <laughs> yeah play Hosier Anthony Kiedis. Uh but you know like as in <laughs> Uh, something something that big is just going to have an influence and you know in 1992 or three it was grunge and never mind and before that it was like metallica and it was metal and before that it was i don't know hair metal hair metal yeah um, metallica killed hair metal if my 2002 memory is to be believed uh yeah i'd say they've probably got the taxidermy of of of, of, of the great of of hair metal somewhere in their studio mounted on the wall um but uh yeah enough about metallica <laughs> um yeah i've I've got some picks for hardworking class heroes just some people that um I, some of the some of whom i've seen before some of whom i've heard a little bit about or that i listened to this morning and i thought oh i'd like to hear a little bit more of them um in ek is a great uh kind of singer songwriter i guess she released a really good uh debut album earlier this year um something something horse's head uh and the king has uh wears a horse's head wears or something like that head. yeah if you're listening any i'm sorry uh, but <laughs> no there was a video that it, that that um that accompanied a single from that album that i'd listened to and i was yeah i was really taken by it um they, they were uh she was playing in collins actually for the um for their festival last weekend she was supporting john black john black yeah, yeah. and she's playing collins at the end of the month as well i think i think she's playing Is that part of the live collins live festival at the end of this month yeah or was that that, that was al- that was last weekend that yeah happened? god i'm really not connected uh so she's really good i don't think that i've seen her live but uh i just like her style it, um i remember reading an interview in the sunday times with her and she just came across really well really down to earth and i'd say she puts on a good good live show yeah i did i think i saw a video of her playing in the workman's as well just like really really well really strong really well arranged songs um and just like kind of you know had that kind of uh, like uh, an irish quality to it that that just doesn't make you kind of go Ugh, which which can, you know can often happen um yeah something i must yeah i must check out her stuff have you heard of tiz mcnamara uh no i can't say i have he's apparently apparently he's from court oh he he yeah tiz um he's from liverpool but based in uh cork apparently um i find it like his bio on breaking tunes, I find kind of weird. Like he says, he's reached over ninety thousand plays on Spotify. Um, I'll just read it out. Sorry. Uh, as well as his debut independent release, "Steady as You Go," receiving unanimous praise from DJs in Ireland, the UK, and the US, is featured in the latest season of the UK TV show Hollyoaks. Would you believe? <laughs> uh, he supported James Bay on UK dates last year. Tis in twenty fifteen, Tiz has already sold out his first headline shows in the Islington in London and Whelan's Dublin. Wow. It looks to be an incredible year ahead for the Cork man. But then I kind of I didn't find it weird that he's playing, you know, not he's not top of the bill at the Workman's Club uh tonight. He's playing at eight fifty. Um that's just t- after Patrick Freeman, actually. Um tough act to follow. Um that's 
Yeah, like I think the arrangement with hardworking class heroes, if you kind of look at it, like I know traditionally you'd kind of think, oh, they're closing that stage. They must be the headline act or what have you for, for whatever that venue. But like if you actually look at the table um, or the timetable for the, the gigs, um, you'll see it's kind of orchestrated in a way or kind of set up in a way that there's I wouldn't say it's quite like from, you know, from least well known to best well known. It's I think it's kind of set up in such a way like that there's no overlap between certain bands like i mean there are definitely bands that are primed for being looked at kind of internationally um and i think the way it's set up is so that like how do i put it um yeah actually i don't know how to put it i'm losing my train of thought here um it, yeah it's it, it's not quite you know least well known to, to best okay. well known but kind of more um like, like I hadn't heard of Tiz McNamara at all. And then I see that he's had 90,000 plays on Spotify from two songs. From two songs. Is that a lot? I don't have Spotify. I don't know. Is it a lot? I uh, mean, what's a lot on Spotify nowadays? It's something that, you know, we could, we could spend the rest of the show talking about. Well, he's kind of got the right idea and kind of like pushing himself outside of Ireland. I mean, I, I think they're, they're kind of radio hits. I'm sure Steady As You Go, Steady As You Go. Steady as you go was on the radio, or I've heard I've heard it before. Definitely, maybe it was on Hollyoaks. Um, I wasn't tu- <laughs> I wasn't tuned into Hollyoaks this week. I was kind of on the edge of my seat with Kari, so uh, I'll catch the omnibus on Sunday. Um, bagels are a band, yes. Also a delicious um food stuff. They're playing at ten p.m. tonight at Bad Bob's. They're uh, they sound okay. I didn't I didn't like their bio either. But if you spend if you if you were to just go by bios, by if you were to just go by bios, you'd be a music reviewer <laughs> <laughs> or um, a blogger. Sorry, they they all kind of say the same thing. I I kind of laughed at Bagel's bio, but I won't say why. But they they've kind of got you know that kind of uh, angular guitar sound, and they're very young. They look like they're you know just after playing some Red Hot Chili Peppers covers. So uh, uh, I think they're a lot crueler be- than I remember. Maybe I've become more Ta- cynical. Time has hardened hardened your one slot features. I don't know, like, you know, I'm I'm happy for all these bands to prove me wrong, but I'm not going up to hard working class heroes this year, so uh I don't know about so that. They can come to you. Yeah. To um in Hangar tonight it's got a really good lineup. Sisters are opening, then is a band called Hawk, who are based in London. They're really, really good live. They're playing afterwards and then followed by uh, one of our favorite bands, Altered Hours, and they're followed by Hot Cops, who I know nothing about. I presume it's not a stripper type band. <laughs> um, but yeah, Altered Hours, they're actually supporting um, Girl Band in the Pav on Saturday night. So I'm excited to see them then. They're just they're just back from playing Liverpool Psych Festival. Yeah, they're over playing. Yeah, it was the Liverpool Psych Fest and they pl- supported Sonora and Sheffield as well. So uh, I guess they'll be uh, bringing the A game. Yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't seen them in Jesus ages, so yeah, it's going to be an excellent gig. Um, do you have some picks for Thursday? Do I have some picks for Thursday? I'm only looking at the lineup here. Um, I'm I'm not going by day. The yeah. Mobile app. Yeah, there's there's so many, so many acts that you know you you probably could just wander around the place and just you know pop into the Grand Social, pop your head into the Academy, and you know just go in not knowing. Yeah, what's on? There's that kind of nice loose feel to it, um, in sense that you can kind of yeah, you can wander, which is which is nice. Oh, Zasker playing today, but 
they're playing tonight in uh, the academy in the green room i caught them in cypress avenue and they were playing with shukra and i was like blown away it's just like wow some serious funky r&b chops kind of like reminded me a bit of snarky puppy musically uh with some serious vocals over the top yeah so they'd be a pick in ek as well who you mentioned and mongoose who i caught at the knock and stock and festival launch in the button factory earlier this year yeah they were they, i think they're a couple of members from west cork gorgeous uh, kind of i don't know contemporary folk or kind of when i say contemporary i mean you know folk music that isn't uh, traditional yeah yeah pretty much there, and there's not there is not a lot of of that about um just like it just ha- you know check them out i'm i'm really not see i'd be a music reviewer if i could describe this stuff well i just <laughs> it's not what i like uh anderson is playing on friday night at um 10 o'clock at the grand social uh have you listened to his album um i saw the trailer for it the the door-to-door <laughs> yeah sales it's great isn't it um yeah i think i think it's like it's really clever there's no question about that but it's kind of like you know i i would i would imagine people are aware of the fact that that's not actually a sustainable thing that you know i mean it's 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 a clever thing that's really worked for him um and i had a listen to a song i watched his like thing on the late late uh it didn't grab me in a particular way to be honest i couldn't get over how much he looked like neil hannon in one press shot <laughs> i was like oh class neil hannon is coming to co- core <laughs> yeah he's playing collins uh next friday so october 9th uh yeah for a second there i thought you you meant neil hannon i was getting really excited <laughs> um so who else is on tonight um oh pale rivers are on um in the mercantile um and i think we've got some connection rory who plays with us played in uh, a band that had many members of pale rivers in it under a different name uh super plans but uh yeah i listened to their song on their one of their new tunes on breaking tunes it was cool and yeah hawk like you said sorry i'm just reading a list here that's okay lists are lists are what the internet is made of <laughs> lists are what keep music reviewers going sorry i love that you keep saying music reviewers it's like you're seething your seething is growing the more no, you mention it i'm smiling you can't you can't see it out there in <laughs> podcast land but i got a toothy grin that you just you couldn't beat and uh cool so what about the friday lineup give me your friday picks uh well i mentioned anderson um there's a pop band called Florence Olivier playing, or Florence Olivier, playing the Academy Green Room. Um, I hope it's actually a proper venue and not the green room in the Academy, you know. It holds the band and like two others and some drink. Uh, they're playing uh, just before nine o'clock on Friday night. They're just a really good pop band, though. I don't know. I, ho- I hope that they stick together. Um, oh, no. Is that one of those? Oh, clever names. Lawrence Olivier. I Florence presume so, yeah. Yeah, I'll not, give not a fan of puns. No, Hoodie Allen. Like, I love puns, but, like, leave it out of the name. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. the, I'm going to go off on a tangent. <laughs> Back to you. Stop. Uh, the Workman's Club tomorrow has a really good lineup. Uh, we the Oceanographers kind of grab me with the, with their kind of lo-fi acoustic type sounds. And I, I like the fact that they have the word Oceanographers in their name. Uh, carriages and Iva Triber playing after them as well. Iva Tribe is probably the most hosier thing on the lineup, but I, I think he's actually brilliant. Um, um, carriages then. Are you thinking of? Oh, sorry, I'm confusing. There's another band called Your Tribe, My Tribe, who are yeah. very much not hosier. Yeah, yeah, he's. Um, yeah, I'd listened to a song that went up his recently. I think it's just like a demo. I think it was mixed by Burquin. Who? Yeah, yeah. I think I it's. Know. I don't. I don't think it's a demo. I think it's proper. 
Oh, ra- sorry, not a demo, but rather it was. I think he it was done like in a in a hotel bedroom, or rather that's kind of where he recorded it. Um, but yeah, yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, I saw I saw him at um, sound sounds from a safe harbor in the bodega a couple of two weeks ago, and I I just think he's brilliant. I love his voice. Uh, I've written down a band called Elastic Sleep playing at twenty two eleven at the Mercantile, closing the Mercantile stage, headlining in actual fact. Why aren't there more gigs at the Mercantile? I think it's a it's a nice little venue, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I think maybe it's just to do with the maybe it's the size or just the way it's arranged because it's it, there is a bar in the back, so I think it might be hard to coordinate off or pay only gigs, oh, okay. um, or ticketed gigs rather. Um, and there's you know in terms of free gigs and stuff like that, there's only uh, you know only bands of kind of like a certain stature or whatever can keep doing free gigs or whatever free entry gigs maybe that's it on the saturday we go straight into the saturday do you want to name any bands um i saw i listened to a russangano i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly russangano family track before their clown kilty guitar fest show which i missed i wasn't able to get lift down but uh yeah seems like really cool stuff yeah they're absolutely brilliant live they're playing quarter past 10 in the academy green room again on saturday so if you haven't seen them live definitely definitely check them out they're incredible their energy is just unbelievable yeah it seems it's a it's a bit mad i was gonna i did watch a live video of them playing at the guitar fest i was like oh what did i miss here uh yeah and it kind of was just hopping up and down in my seat a little if you can imagine such a thing um and <laughs> well, I have real real excitement i say hopping i was probably just like swaying very gently <laughs> And this other kingdom in the mercantile at twenty two eleven on Saturday, I listened to some of their stuff. I think it's kind of like it's psyche, quite dark, quite um fuzzy. So kind of ticked the boxes for me. They'd be ones I'd go check out if I was around on Saturday. If I wasn't going to girl band. Um, yeah, Pl- pleasure beat. You're playing on Saturday as well. We were listening to them. They're playing quarter past ten at the academy. We were listening to them just before we started recording the podcast, and uh, I couldn't get over the arcade fireness of it. Which can't be a, you know, it's kind of a bad thing when you can't shake that uh, that genre or that comparison off. But uh, they're just going for a really big sound. So, you know, yeah. I wonder, can they follow through on such lofty aspirations? Uh, I got a, like I mentioned earlier, I got a bit of a, a, a what are they called? A wham bang off it. A wham bang. <laughs> wham bang. Uh, yeah, there was a touch of wham about it, so I can I know kind of drew me in, but I, I'd have to I'd have to see live. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Like I said earlier, I I don't know much about Arcade Fire, but the snippets I had heard there was was very reminiscent to that. Uh, the other two bands I have written down for Hardworking Class Heroes, if you are still listening, is Frankenstein Bolts at twenty past nine at the Workmen's Club on Saturday, and Jennifer Evans at twenty to eleven at the Workmen's Club on Saturday. I've heard Frankenstein. Actually, no, I've heard both of those bands. Frankenstein Bolts are quite nice. I think it's uh, predominantly one songwriter, um, kind of acoustic-y, dreamy stuff with some like more ambient electronic textures underneath. Kind of like, for you know, when it, yeah, I heard it. That their stuff maybe about six or eight months, maybe a year ago, and I was kind of like, oh wow, that this is a this is a nice take because like you know it, at the core of it, there's just you know it's it's. I don't know for want of a, a better term singer songwriter a guy with an acoustic guitar and a song and a voice but like the the other stuff that's kind of added in with it is kind of kind of takes it somewhere interesting yeah he's from waxford and uh I, i'm looking forward to seeing them i don't think i've seen them yet so 
looking forward to hearing more about them as well. Jennifer Evans, I saw earlier this summer or earlier in the summer. At, yeah, I keep uh, wanting to say this summer too because I'm looking out the window and there's just you know there's, it's autumnal, but there's there's a lovely old uh, lovely old bit of light peeking through there from the sun. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lovely day at in Cove as well, uh, Sirius Arts Centre. Uh, yeah. She was headlining. She was supported by Great Balloon Race, both of whom I thought it was a great gig. I thought it was a really good venue, and they're ho- they're doing um, more shows there as well, which is great. Adrian Crowley is playing there uh, next Friday, supported by someone really good. Um, I can't. I've I don't think I've listened to his stuff, I, but uh, yeah, just to to go back to what you're saying, it's a it's a gorgeous room. I saw. Uh, say 10 years ago was when i was last there preston reed um he's a kind of a he's an american he kind of would have um preceded the likes of newton faulkner with the kind of like percussive acoustic guitar playing uh, that kind of instrumental stuff um far superior as far as i'm concerned um but yeah i saw him playing there uh 10 years ago and it was just great just like real gig happening in a room no distractions no bar no bullshit no people talking nonsense and an amazing backdrop the sea yes yes um yeah i remember that it was at night though so i couldn't see it too well but uh yeah no it's a it's a it's, it's a gorgeous gorgeous venue uh so yeah i think that that's all we have for hardworking class heroes anything else um off the top of my head let me just do... <laughs> sorry there's a band playing saturday in bad bobs and oh yeah you know I, I totally misread that it says arborist uh, is the name of the band but i read it as abortist so <laughs> let's move swiftly on <laughs> on that note um yeah there are tickets still available for hardworking glass heroes weekend tickets for 45 euro and i think you can stay in a venue for the whole night you know i'm sure that they'll let you back out if you need a smoke or something uh i think it's a tenner in per venue yeah, and um, if you feel like carrying gear for elastic sleep, you can go in free of charge. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll take a quick musical interlude and we'll be back talking about girl band. So let's talk about girl band now. They're one of our favorite bands. We've been following them for a good few years, and I think that we're both delighted that they've been able to um, follow up on on their early promise. And then they've like kind of completely changed their sound, or certainly um, advanced their sound. And they've just released on Rough Trade, which is again like great for them. Mm. Um, their debut album, Holding Hands with Jamie. When you say we, do you mean us? I mean us, yeah, it's as like a pair, a, as a, a, a as a duo, duo kind of. It's been it's been meaning to happen for years, Owen, <laughs> and I'm glad that you've kind of acknowledged it finally. But yeah, we are very grateful for this bountiful release. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, like it seems to be. We praise you, Rough Trade, for your. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, what can I say? What what is there to say that hasn't been said by like almost any review that's been put out in the last two weeks where it's just like fantastic album and their kind of their rise um or whatever you want to call it has been like well deserved and well earned and they've kind of just yeah i don't know i can't i can't really add to that 
Well, let's talk about that because not the fact that you're not going to add to that, but uh, <laughs> which I will now. That they've gotten such high acclaim from everybody. Like I haven't seen a review less than four stars or less than nine, you know, eight or nine out of ten. They haven't been getting mediocre three out of fives or you know six out of ten. It's almost universal acclaim for it. And my first couple of listens to this album, I got I got sent it a couple of weeks ago. I was like. It's it's great, but it's not my type of music, I don't think. You know, I'm like, why do I think it's great when I can't really square the sound? Like, I don't think that I'd listen to that type of music specifically. Like, they always cite um, The Fall as an influence now, yeah. Marky e. Smith and stuff. And, yeah. like, I, I don't know anything, but I know of Marky e. Smith. I know the legend of Marky e. Smith, but I, I don't know much about The Fall. The precedes the music, especially in the quality department or the idea of it. I think the idea is actually better than the execution, but that's another story. But but my fr- I played the album for my friend yesterday, and he was saying something similar to me that like he's not he's not a huge fan of the sound sort of thing, but the album is just brilliant. Is it just the fact that it's dynamic it, that it it sounds different to what's out there? Yeah, it's just like it's new, um, and you can't say that you can you can say that of very few things. Um, yeah, like we couple of uh, us from um elastic sleep were down in the cl- at the clown no we were playing the clown uh, guitar festival last year and girl band uh played in debarras at like 11 o'clock or something like that and i'd seen them before in the crane lane after lawman had come out and i was like oh yeah wow this is this is really like this yeah it, was, it felt very different i was yeah really good show but when I, I don't think they were playing a lot of the songs that made it onto the album or that were written for the album. But uh, yeah, we went down and saw them in the bars last year and there was just kind of like a couple of moments where there were just these, you know, silent exchanges of, you know, glances. Um, uh, well, not silent because we were all screaming. Um, <laughs> but it was just like, wow, this is what, you know, what is this? Like, this is kind of not something that I've experienced before. And... T- in terms of they're making sense that I haven't experienced a band play before or yeah yeah something just else. like the individual sounds and the the composite of those sounds together and what that you know the the the, the sound in it as as one thing like in, in terms of individually what they're doing is kind of like oh this is really good like you know a lot of disparate stuff going on put together really cleverly really well um and with like just incredible sound and dynamic and um i think in particular like for me it's kind of like the bass and the vocals no but yeah the the bass and the vocals actually yeah um that's that was what kind of grabbed me initially is like wow this is this is mad um which is kind of like the default expression for anything you know kind of uh that you don't quite understand but you're kind of enticed by in ireland it seems um like particularly like Witch Doctor, the, I think that's the last song on the album. Um, what did Brendan, our guitar player, refer, he, like? We were what? Yeah, that's yeah. That that I suppose that's that's a hallmark of of uh, you know, or that that kind of is a testament to the quality of the songs. Like here, I am literally literally a year later, and like I'm you know citing song names. Like I can remember ve- very distinctly, very clearly, uh, hearing. Or the the riff from fucking butter, the kind of boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like yeah. After uh, I remember, it was quite surreal at the gig, um, when that riff kicked in, 
uh, by the third time it had come around or like you know the third bar or whatever I remember thinking very clearly to myself I don't think I will ever forget this sound or just that one particular riff it was quite strange it, it's um, Daniel the bassist playing it with the <laughs> playing the bass with a beer bottle he's just sliding the beer bottle up and down the neck of the bass yeah 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 and um, and, and I've seen people do that before but it's it's never sounded so good yeah yeah it's just kind of extended technique they're just kind of going beyond the instruction manual which a lot of musicians don't do like and i'd say that for for all of them like dar in particular uh particular um and you know that song which doctor just uh to go back to the point that i was trying to make earlier but got a bit sidetracked on brendan our old guitar player referred to it as joycean i've never read a james joyce book but i can only assume that's high praise uh for something quite surreal and abstract do you remember how he elaborated on it the fact it's joycean uh he was fairly wrecked at the time so he just (laughs) shouted uh, positively joycean at me um he, <laughs> he elucidated on it uh, a bit later but uh he's still in the same frame of mind so i couldn't really repeat what he said i guess with joyce it's better you know that you don't understand like i said i've never i've never uh, i've never read any joyce um but people people claim to have read his books <laughs> i i have read finnegan's wake but I don't remember reading it and I can't tell you anything about it apart from the fact it doesn't have an apostrophe at the end of Finnegan. Um, is that... that it's, a, it's a big sub-editor's thing. Okay. <laughs> um, you talk about... Uh, like, when you saw them at Crane Lane, were you like, oh, they're going to be really big, I can't wait to see them again? Or were you like, you know, they're good, but they have... they they can be a lot better or I'm looking forward to what they're going to do or do you even remember? Um, I, what I remember very clearly, I remember uh, when they did Why They Hide Their Bodies in My Garage and um, and they just that kind of that sound at the start I was just kind of like, okay, where's the synth? Where's somebody triggering that sample? Because that's like, I was just kind of like looking for the backing track or something like that because the sound they were making in my head doesn't equate to, you know, guitar bass drums and vocals um but yeah what i remember from the gig at the time was just lawman obviously because it had come out and i was kind of like oh wow this is this is pretty this is pretty gnarly sounding um it wasn't uh it was kind of strange because they were they've been getting all that mad praise like really good praise from like you know whatever blogs and stuff online um in the states and like it was a free entry gig in the crane and it was kind of it was foolish it was kind of like excuse me it was kind of half full uh verging on three quarters or whatever and it was free entry and it was kind of like oh, this this is a kind of a strange setting for a band that is probably a little bit beyond this um but what do i remember yeah just like a really good show beyond you know i wasn't really thinking about where they'd go after that or when i'd next see them um but like whatever about the setting um their tightness was like it, you know they were they were on point with their performance as they have been any time I've seen them since. Yeah, I, I remember when they played um the Pav they played a Pav show supporting do you remember that Norwegian punk band who had the violinist I can't think of their name. They headlined girl band were supporting them anyway in the Pav and uh it was a great show. It was the first time that I had heard uh why they hide their bodies under my garage, their blowman cover and like I just remember being completely blown away by it. Like it sounded huge. It just sounded like uh big big song for them as yeah. well and like it, it's the point that i look back back on where they were like 
wanting to push things and wanting to change things and i think that uh everything that's followed from that like the likes of lawman and stuff you know you can point to their cover of that and you know trying to um change their sound a little bit yeah big time and kind of creating what seems like you know almost electronic type sounds and in very industrial sounds using traditional instruments basically you know well electric guitars um and that's gonna that's one thing that's gonna stuck with me since you know i saw them in debaras or after that show i'd kind of you know i'd be at a gig and i'd be looking at a band that you know might not be like with the same same format bass guitar electric guitar drums and vocals and like it just in my head it just just doesn't compute like how is it that this band can sound one you know two bands same format like one just has you know this sound that's like like apocalyptic and controlled and just so immense and the other is just you know so they've really uh heightened the bar for you raised the bar uh kind of or rather for what a band should be or should do uh yeah a little bit or it's just like wow how did how did they create that sound within the context of a very old um kind of format or lineup or you know like i mean if you know just a four-piece band no sense no you know nothing beefing up the sound beyond whatever pedals they've got at their feet or, or the whatever arrangement way they've arranged the songs or what have you it's just it's i don't know the equivalent you know the next best example is kind of like oh you know there's uh jimmy hendrix playing a stratocaster I'm watching another guy playing a Stratocaster and he doesn't sound any way near like that, which, you know, is a very simple and, uh, yeah, overly simplistic kind of analogy or whatever. But it just kind of like made me think, wow, they've really extended the the possibilities and cap- of, of what's capable with, with a, ver- a very old, for you know, kind of lineup or format. Um, just uh, since you're, you know, a producer in your own right and a guitarist in your own right as well, what, about the guitar playing on the album because it's not really strumming is it it's kind of almost playing around with pedals as you said and just kind of messing with you know finding new noises almost is it uh, yeah just like there's there's just an incredibly uh widespread palette of sounds and textures and that's what it mostly is sounds and textures not big riffs or big uh, melodic kind of statements or ideas it's um um just a really controlled uh interesting sound that just goes beyond the rule book or what people perceive to be you know kind of the right thing to do with guitar sounds you know or or, or what have you um yeah just extended technique making use of every aspect of the instrument as opposed to going gcd gcd take me to church yeah <laughs> i would like to see their cover of take me to church i think it'd be interesting oh, I'm, I'm accumulating like a list of covers in my head it's like, oh, I wonder what, wonder what that would sound like if Girl Band covered it. <laughs> um, I'm surprised we've talked so long about the album and we still haven't mentioned Dara's vocals or lyrics. I was thinking that it'd be interesting to listen to the Girl Band album for the first time and what you would think of it if you hadn't known kind of the story behind the lyrics. I think it's well documented now uh, that, you know, according to Enemy, they told Enemy that, you know, we had a psychotic episode, which, of course, you know, it's the headline in Enemy. And I was interviewing Adam a couple of weeks ago and he was like, oh, yeah, the big headline, yeah. psychotic episode. They really bigged it up. But, it, you know, Dara had a nervous breakdown after a breakup. That's kind of out there. Mm-hmm. And um, and lyrically, it's kind of he just he was just told by his mum to write down, you know, everything that he was thinking. And I think a lot of what he wrote down is in the album. I mean, 
even a cursory glance at the lyrics will tell you that there's something not quite right there. And before I actually got the album, which has the lyrics all listed um, throughout it, I was I was thinking about writing a review of it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to listen to the album and try and listen to what he's saying and write it down. Mm. And, you know, I, there was half of it I couldn't understand because it's screamed in the background and it's under a layer of noise. And it was driving me mad. You know, by, by the sixth track, I couldn't go on. I was like, I've had enough. You know, it's been an hour and... I've only gotten half of what he's shouted and I'm going absolutely insane just listening to it uh, deeply. Yeah, it's, it's I think, um, a part of what people kind of, I think people like like it an awful lot for the same reason uh, that, and I would include myself in that kind of bracket or whatever, is because so much of it is interpretive. You can kind of take, you know, because it's some of it, some, like I'd listen to the songs quite like, you know, quite a bit or yeah i've listened to the album quite a bit and um and i'd heard you know just like for from seeing him or just youtube videos or whatever um a lot of the lyrics like i was kind of on the mark with about 60 or 70 percent of what he was saying but the 30 percent that i couldn't make out I, or was was like not sure about what he was singing about i was fucking way off um <laughs> like way way off uh to the point that i was like almost a bit disappointed when i read the lyrics I was like oh I kind of preferred it in my head when it was like this and you know I had my own interpretation of it but yeah um yeah I was talking to actually Kevin um from the altered hours yesterday and uh, I was just asking oh you know you all pumped for the gig on Saturday and uh, did you ever listen to any of the the new album it's like you know all positives I guess from him and but an interesting point he raised was like yeah what's really remarkable about the kind of way things have kicked off for them is that the music is it's not easy music and i thought that was a really good way of putting it it's like it's not it's not very accessible in the traditional sense or it's not you know it's not designed to appeal to people yet it seems to have really kind of gotten its hooks into to to music fans or whatever who wouldn't necessarily be into that kind of uh style of music or those you know that very aggressive raw sound but um and that's probably me- what i meant when i when i started out this link all those minutes ago uh just saying how it's not a type of music that i would instantly think that i would love yeah yeah there's definitely that kind of um yeah to, to know what it is i guess if you could kind of you know if you could kind of if if, 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 if somebody could figure out what it is that makes it so appealing they'd they'd just try and bottle it and sell it like other artists <laughs> um is that everything that we have to talk about with girl band i mean we could we could delve deeper into the lyrics but i think that it'd leave us a mess on the ground um possibly just writhing around the place yeah i i, I think um i don't know my final point would be you know if we're talking about what the appeal is um i think there's just a genuine honesty in some of the in a, in a lot of what he's singing about you know and you know some of it is really abstract and surreal or absurd uh, or just wouldn't necessarily have any kind of like meaning as such in context of a pop song or it's a, or as part of a narrative but like lines here and there like you know every, everyone kind of refers to that um line from paris for lunch i look crap with my top off or whatever and it's like initially that does seem really funny but it's like it's you know that's a very irish way to put something and irish people particularly artists or you know um songwriters tend to shy away from kind of like irish turns of phrase because it's i think it's it's kind of seen as universally uncool by irish people you know just kind of like oh god like 
you yeah. know, so hearing somebody sing in an Irish accent or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think he's just managed to kind of, um, how to put it, uh, create a series of lyrics or create it, you know, he's able to sing about things in a kind of, uh, you know, in a way that's um, kind of accessible for Irish people that isn't kind of cringy, you know. That 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 you know that talks about things that would would kind of you know be you know like I don't know sorry I'm losing my train of thought is that funky Nick Ragran coffee I had earlier <laughs> um d- like I I've never really thought about it it's kind of an Irish turn turn of phrase like I just think that it's you know like I just think that it's his documenting his mental breakdown and you know he talks later on about watching uh top gear with his pants down covered in pseudocream we've all been there (laughs) i mean it's top gear like um so i i think it's really interesting that he's chosen that to talk to to sing about i guess to shout about and i wonder if he finds it cathartic um when he's singing the songs live or do they just like completely lose meaning the fact he's played them probably 200 times already each track i was thinking about that and i'd read an interview where he said that like the part part of the reason why he chooses such specific but quite again quite abstract kind of phrases is because it kind of it's it it has a meaning for him personally and it's therefore it can he can kind of be emotionally charged by it uh when he's singing it night after night and just kind of in try and invoke the same response from himself and kind of you know that it's you know an exploration of whatever he was feeling when he read that or wrote it or thought it initially so it's a it's a good you know uh, it's a, it seems it seems to be working for 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 him because um i haven't seen him kind of not not deliver that kind of really fiery performance in any of the times i've seen him so you know that'd be my you know just from 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 having read what he what he's kind of said about it that'd be my feeling yeah um we leave it there so two two thumbs up from both of us two Twitter. thumbs up i'm gonna try and grow two more uh so i can give it four but yeah so it's uh <laughs> go buy it so uh girl bander playing galway on thursday night limerick um Do- dolan's warehouse in limerick on friday night and they're playing the pav on saturday night so buy tickets for those shows if you don't have them because i don't know i think you'll regret it if you don't after this they are gonna blow up i think they already blew up though didn't they um yeah <laughs> what happens once you blow up can you blow up again uh can you blow up again i'm just trying to think there's that band uh train in the states that have a hit every 10 years <laughs> so, as rory told me so uh, you know see you see you in 10 years for the follow-up maybe <laughs> wow well, on that on that uh bombshell i guess i don't know <laughs> well, we're really really heavy in the explosive talk today blowing up as bombshells yeah, hopefully we'll have an interview with Girl Band up next week on the podcast. So if you've made it this far, be sure to come back for that. I've been Ono Sullivan and Chris Summers. Thanks for joining in. Thank you for having me. Good luck with your show on Friday night at the Mercantile, 10.40 p.m. Thank you. Yeah, this is the point of everything. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and MixCloud. So talk to you next week. <laughs>